Thus it was that because of the ban of the Valar, the voyages of the Dunedain in those days went ever eastward and not westward, from the darkness of the north to the heats of the south, and beyond the south to the nether darkness. And they came even into the inner seas, and sailed about Middle-earth, and glimpsed from their high prows the gates of morning in the east. And the Dunedain came at times to the shores of the great lands, and they took pity on the forsaken world of Middle-earth, and the lords of Numenor set foot again upon the western shores in the dark years of men, and none yet dared to withstand them. For most of the men of that age that sat under the shadow were now grown weak and fearful, and coming among them the Numenorians taught them many things. Corn and wine they brought, and they instructed men in the sowing of seed and the grinding of grain, in the hewing of wood and the shaping of stone, and in the ordering of their life, such as it might be in the lands of swift death and little bliss. Then the men of Middle-earth were comforted, and here and there upon the western shores the houseless woods drew back, and men shook off the yoke of the offspring of Morgoth, and unlearned their terror of the dark. And they revered the memory of the tall sea-kings, and when they had departed they called them gods, hoping for their return. For at that time the Numenorians dwelt never long in Middle-earth, nor made there as yet any habitation of their own. Eastward they must sail, but ever west their hearts returned. Now this yearning grew ever greater with the years, and the Numenorians began to hunger for the undying city that they saw from afar, and the desire of everlasting life to escape from death, and the ending of delight grew strong upon them. And ever as their power and glory grew greater, their unquiet increased. For though the Valar had rewarded the Dunedain with long life, they could not take from them the weariness of the world that comes at last, and they died, even their kings of the seed of Earendil, and the span of their lives was brief in the eyes of the Eldar. Thus it was that a shadow fell upon them, in which maybe the will of Morgoth was at work that still moved in the world. And the Numenorians began to murmur, at first in their hearts and then in open words, against the doom of men and most of all against the ban, which forbade them to sail into the west. And they said among themselves, Why do the lords of the west sit there in peace unending, while we must die and go we know not whither, leaving our home and all that we have made? And the Eldar die not, even those that rebelled against the lords. And since we have mastered all seas, and no water is so wild or so wide that our ships cannot overcome it, why should we not go to Avalone, and greet there our friends? And some there were who said, Why should we not go even to Amman, and taste there, were it but for a day, the bliss of the powers? Have we not become mighty among the people of Arda? The elder reported these words to the Valar, and Manwe was grieved, seeing a cloud gather on the noontide of Numenor. And he sent messengers to the Dunedain, who spoke earnestly to the king and to all who would listen, concerning the fate and fashion of the world. 
The doom of the world, they said, one alone can change who made it. And were you so to voyage that, escaping all deceits and snares, you came indeed to Ammon, the blessed realm, little would it profit you. For it is not the land of Manwe that makes its people deathless, but the deathless that dwell therein have hallowed the land. And there you would but wither and grow weary the sooner, as moths in a light too strong and steadfast. But the king said, Does not Eärendil my forefather live? Or is he not in the land of Ammon? To which they answered, You know that he has a fate apart, and was a judge to the firstborn who die not. Yet this also is his doom, that he can never return again to mortal lands, whereas you and your people are not of the firstborn, but are mortal men, as Ilovata made you. Yet it seems that you desire now to have the good of both kindreds, to sail to Valinor when you will, and to return when you please to your homes. That cannot be. Nor can the Valar take away the gifts of Ilovatar. The elder, you say, are unpunished, and even those who rebelled do not die. Yet that is to them neither reward nor punishment, but the fulfillment of their being. They cannot escape and are bound to this world, never to leave it, so long as it lasts, for its life is theirs. And you are punished for the rebellion of men, you say, in which you had small part, and so it is that you die. But that was not at first appointed for a punishment. Thus you escape and leave the world, and are not bound to it in hope or in weariness. Which of us, therefore, should envy the others? And the Numenorians answered, Why should we not envy the Valar, or even the least of the deathless? For of us is required a blind trust and a hope without assurance, knowing not what lies before us in a little while. And yet we also love the earth, and would not lose it. Then the messengers said, Indeed, the mind of Iluvatar concerning you is not known to the Valar and he has not revealed all things that are to come. But this we hold to be true, that your home is not here, neither in the land of Ammon, nor anywhere within the circles of the world. And the doom of men, that they should depart, was at first a gift of Ilovatar. It became a grief to them only because, coming under the shadow of Morgoth, it seemed to them that they were surrounded by a great darkness of which they were afraid and some grew willful and proud and would not yield until life was reft from them. We who bear the ever-mounting burden of the years do not clearly understand this. But if that grief has returned to trouble you, as you say, then we fear that the shadow arises once more and grows again in your hearts. Therefore, though you be the Dunadine, fairest of men, who escaped from the shadow of old and fought valiantly against it, we say to you, beware. The will of Eru may not be gainsaid, and the Valar bid you earnestly not to withhold the trust to which you are called, lest soon it become again a bond by which you are constrained. Hope rather that in the end even the least of your desires shall have fruit, the love of Arda was set in your hearts by Iluvatar, and he does not plant to no purpose. Nonetheless, many ages of men unborn may pass ere that purpose is made known, 
and to you it will be revealed, and not to the Valar, 